You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. Welcome to Ranger Things. We're recording on Sunday, October 22nd, 2023. I'm Carlo Montagnino, and I'm joined, as always, by Brendan Lyons. Yeah. And Dave Pacheco. Woo! Dave, Dave, Dave. I always switch between Dave or David. It just depends on my mood. That's all. We're going to have to figure out which one we go with, because I want to pre-record it at some point, so I never have to do this again. All right. Dave's fine. Dave. Okay, we'll go Dave. All right. So, uh, as always, you can visit us at rangerthingspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get access to more content, newsletters, and more. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at rangerthings23 or send an email to contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast service. And if you do, we'd appreciate your ratings and reviews. Let's get into it. The the game's happening this week before our next record. We have game six on October 24th at Calgary. Game seven on the 26th at Edmonton. And game eight on the 28th at Vancouver, wrapping up that West Coast trip. But we're in the first leg of the West Coast trip, so we'll talk about that later tonight. What I do want to talk about first is some big news about Ranger things specifically. Um, I know all the dozens of you care, but maybe there's a few more dozen that will care about this. We are now on YouTube. You can see every episode on YouTube. We are now on TikTok. I don't know what we're doing there yet. And then we're also on Instagram. I'm not sure what we're doing there yet either, but we're there. You could follow us. Go to rangerthingspodcast.com. Uh, click the contact button, see the links there, or go all the way to the bottom of the page on the home page, and you'll see the links there. We're everywhere. We're where you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just want to rehash, not rehash, but touch upon a subject we uh, had last week, the pride tape. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked Ooh, about yeah. this last week. Um, we're not going to rehash the argument, but something got out on Instagram and it caused a stir in a good way. I'm going to say, I think the reaction to it was good. It's more of a damn the man. Arizona's Travis McDermott had a sneaky little tape job near the butt of his stick with some pride tape, obviously in protest of the NHL's ban on it. It was in game. So it's even a little bit more of a, you know, twisting the knife against the Batman there. Uh, you guys have anything you want to say about this? I personally think this is awesome. I like having the personality of the players come out. I like seeing a little bit of anti-Betman sentiment uh, from a post-Chelios world. Yeah, um, I, so I love it for two. Like, I love it for two completely different reasons. One, fuck Gary Bettman. Fuck the man, period, right? Right. In this <laughs> scenario, Bettman is the man. Fuck Gary Bettman. This is stupid, and I'm glad that people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope this. I hope it's also it's Travis Dermott, not McDermott. And I hope. Oh, sorry. This, I hope this starts a trend. Uh, I hope because they're gonna like Gary's got a he's got a tread lightly here because they're investigating this right. Like the second after it happened, they began investigating it. It was literally when I found this on Instagram. Like the first post was 
Travis Dermott, first skater to use pride tape. The very next post in my timeline was NHL to investigate Travis Dermott use of pride tape. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So, but they got to be really careful here. They got to tread lightly because let's say they, uh, let's say they find Travis Dermott, ten thousand dollars. Well, league maximum let's, is a five thousand. Let's say they find him five thousand, right? Let's say they suspend him for two games. Let's say one or both of those things happen. Is the league going to do this? Is the league going to fine and or suspend Jack Hughes or Nathan McKinnon or Connor McDavid or Artemi Panarin or us any bona fide like Travis Dermott? Respect. I respect the I respect the gangster, but Travis Dermott is not a star in this league. Right. Are they, are they going to suspend Clayton Keller? If he does it, a legitimate star in this league, are they going to suspend Conor McDavid? It's not only that. Let's just say it's not no suspension. Let's just say there's just a fine, right? Right. Let they bang him out for twenty five hundred bucks. Is having a little bit of pride tape on your stick the same as elbowing a guy in the head? No. No. But that's what the fine tells you, right? Depends on the fine. Which is right. which is which is why I think Brendan Brendan's right in saying they have to tread lightly because if mm-hmm. they're if they're gonna you know give a, a, a harsher penalty than it is if somebody gets fucking boarded or something like that or or hit in the head or or whatever it is, then there's gonna be severe repercussions not only league wide from people who are sore at the fact that they ban the tape in general in warm ups, but it's going to cause a shitstorm from the NHLPA. Yeah, and you. I just, you I, Go ahead, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, you first, say, you first, you first, because I have a shit. I was going to say, I, I, think, I just think that it would be, like, tragically hysterical and so on brand for this league to, like, go out of its way to dole out punishment for something like this when they are tripping over their own fucking feet when it comes to player safety. Right. And, you know. And it's, uh, on the player safety tip, when Bedard – made his rookie lap in the pregame. He didn't wear a helmet. Like he's the, he's the new star of the league. You want to see his face, but rookies are not grandfathered in. They have to wear their helmet during the pre-skate. He got fined for that. Right. So Bedard actually kind of paved the way for this, you know, anti-establishment NHL mentality. Like this is like some kind of like. So Connor Bedard. Going on. Connor Bedard started his NHL career with a and fine. With a fine, for, yeah, for breaking a completely respect. ridiculous rule. Respect, respect, respect. Yeah. So, I mean, he broke the seal. And yeah. I think Mr. Batman, Mr. Batman, as usual, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm no uh, Batman apologist. I, I definitely see some of the positives he's done. But, man, he, as of late, he's just been taking L after L. It's, and if, it's they're not, if they're not going to do anything to Travis Dermott, like if there's no slap on the wrist, or let's say there is a slap on the wrist and everyone's like, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like a $2,500 fine for Jack Hughes is like me getting fined 13 cents. And, and all so, those fines end up know, going to the retirement funds anyway. Exactly. So you're just helping out your fellow players. So just fuck it. Everyone just put pride tape all over the place. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, good yeah. for you, Travis. Yeah, we salute you. I, we might are, buy, I might buy a fucking Travis Dermott jersey. This is a pro Travis Dermott uh, uh, podcast. Let pro it D- be known. <laughs> pro Dermott, anti Batman, anti Biz 
Anti Wheeler Wheeler podcast. Ooh, yeah. ooh, I, I have a lot to say about Wheeler later. A lot oh god, he's so about. awful. He's so <laughs> awful. He's like a bag of shit out there. And you know what? Can, before we get into it, if you're a Wheeler apologist saying, "Oh, he's just adapting or whatever," no, face facts. He's old. He's slow. And he sucks. I'm just gonna leave it at that. We'll dive in later. Next order of business. A little bit more around the NHL. It's early in the season to look at standings. But it's not too early to look at some phenomenal things that are and odd things that are happening, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go down a quick list for you guys. Um, and I want you just we'll go over more reactions later, but just things that stood out to me. Vegas is 6 0 0, they have the best record ever after a Stanley Cup. Who saw that coming? Not me, it's pretty no. phenomenal. Colorado's still undefeated, Detroit. Holy yeah. shit. Who's Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks ago, you have everyone go, jumping on well, Iserman's back saying that the plan's failing. Is yeah. it? I don't a think of, so. There's a lot of fucking, you know, people yelling and screaming about that. Is he done? Is he done in Detroit? You know, how well did it work out for him? Everybody's bashing him. It's, you know, it, it reminds me of, um, you know, Brendan bashing Ottawa and them not being uh, yeah. contenders this year. You know, this is a perfect this is a perfect segue, Dave. Uh uh the better the the more Detroit wins, the closer I get to that steak dinner. That's very true. That's very true. I don't know if you if you look at the standings right now in the Atlantic, it's Detroit, Boston, and Ottawa in the top three. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Just, just saying. Yeah, totally. That's exactly how it's gonna stay Boston, in the Atlantic division. Boston's still undefeated. Yeah. Ooh, no one saw this coming. I didn't. We didn't saw as a podcast. I think I think out of all of those, I, I think you're right, Carlo. I think it's way too early to look yeah, at a schedule, course. to look at a stand, a standings, and and have it mean anything. The only two things there that I that really stand out, and I'm like, holy shit, are one Vegas being six and zero. That is uh, incredible. I think you know Vegas went into last season very underrated, mm-hmm. and you know obviously they won the cup. Vegas is for real. Uh, They've been for real. Yeah, they are for real. I don't know how, you know, I'm curious to see if there'll be some burnout, you know, mid-season. At at some point, they're going to peter off because they played so much hockey last year. Yeah, but how how, how much do you think they're going to peter off? And 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 how long how long you think that lull will last? Well, I I think I think what's going to happen is with Vegas. First of all, let's just say let's call a spade a spade. Vegas is a good hockey team in a shitty Western Un- Conference. Right. Un- undeniable. Unde- right. Undeniable. They're a good like if Vegas was in the Eastern Conference, they would be I- a contender there. They're a good hockey team, but it would be expected because the East is that they would that, be a- they play East Coast hockey. It would be a far tougher road. It would be a yeah. far tougher road. They are the only team in the West, in my opinion, that is like has any grit. Or toughness, and they just mm-hmm. bully everyone out in the West. It, it I, just, I think they're the they're the they're the most well rounded team in the Western Conference. I, I still think Colorado is very good, but they're top heavy. Mm-hmm. And I think you know Edmonton obviously is very good, but the, you know that's the Google image. Yeah, you know the Google definition of top heavy is the Edmonton Oilers. These are also teams that are not built to win an NHL playoffs. These are teams no. that are, again, they're top heavy. I'm not going to say they're soft, but they're not hard, right? 
Mm-hmm. Vegas is not as talented, but they play a harder brand of hockey. They play a, a tougher brand of hockey. And, you know, their middle six actually does what a middle six should do. Yeah. Yeah. So I was saying before, I think Vegas is for real. And the only other outlier that I think we should be paying attention to out of all this is Detroit's back. Detroit is back. You think they're back? Five in a row. I I just I just watched them. I was just watching them before we started the podcast. Uh, I mean, the way they move the puck is phenomenal. Uh, Larkin is this is a renaissance year for Larkin. It is a renaissance year for Brinkat. Watch out. Watch out. I think things are going to get crowded around the middle in the Atlantic. I think the Atlantic is the division to watch this season. Yeah. Things are going to get real crowded in the middle. I, uh, because you know, the Sabres are a rising star of a team. I think Detroit's right behind them to Dave's credit. I think odd Ottawa looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Um, but you know, so, you know, the same can be said about Montreal. Montreal does not look bad. They, they uh, I mean, they had a couple embarrassing shifts, mm-hmm. but pretty I think, good. I think they're the only division in the league where you can look at them and honestly say there isn't a single bad hockey team. Agreed. Right. Well, I, I think Florida is, is pretty surprising in their in their drop after you know after the Stanley Cup final appearance last year. They they haven't looked that good. I think, uh, well, I, think that, I think that falls on Bobrovsky, don't you think? Well, that's Florida. Yeah. Florida's entire magical run was Bobrovsky. You know, Bob single-handedly robbed Boston of a historic yeah. season. Absolutely. Um, because it was all Bob. It was all Bob. If Boston now, wins that series, Boston goes on to the final. Boston. Maybe Boston, probably wins. Probably, Boston probably wins the Stanley Cup. I mean, yeah. they were calling it the they were calling the playoffs the Boston Bruin Invitational. Going into, <laughs> you know, uh, they weren't supposed to lose that series, and it's it's. I give Florida credit for what they did in the playoffs last year, but it was flash in the pan. I think. Yeah. I think they finish around the middle of the division. I, I think I think the top end of Florida is not top end enough. That's really. They, they have a really solid group of guys, but, mm-hmm. you know, Barkov can only take you so far. And that, yeah. that's really what it is. And Bob, and, and then that, they have a giant question mark in that. Yeah. I, I want to ask your opinion about, let's get into the Metro. The Flyers are looking not terrible. But they're the sur- first place right now. They're first they? place right now. Yes, they are. The surprise, the actual genuine surprise in the Metro are the Hurricanes. And yeah. Like, like the other way. The like, other way, they're they're shitting the bed. So, don't you think? The other night, I looked at Sandra. You know, everyone knows my wife Sandra is a Devils fan. Uh, I looked at Sandra and earnestly, like we looked at each other during the Flyers game, during the uh, Carolina game, and I said, "We're both finishing ahead of Carolina this year." Oh yeah, absolutely. And she and she smiled and she's like, "I don't want to say it out loud, but I like I don't want to jinx it, mm. but I think but I think you're right." I think they've hit like, and again, maybe not, has he lost the room? Has he lost? Has, has it's not that he's lost is, the room? It's like they were not they the the shtick is up. Like maybe they're still gonna run through walls for him, but everyone else is caught on. They're just an overachieving junior team. That it's it's like when JV finally beats varsity, they get that 
adrenaline. You know, this is how, what they've been running on for four seasons. You know, Carolina is like they have good players. They're just not a they're not good against the rest of the league. They don't have the talent, right? They have the system. They have the coach. They have everything they need. They no longer have an affiliate. They're working on that. But they just don't have the roster. They really don't. And they have gems, but they can't put it together. You know what's funny about their roster? I feel like if you you took that roster, if you plucked them out of Carolina and put them almost anywhere else, I think I would like them. I like them now. I, I like well, the team. I They're scrappy. Yeah, but it's so many of their players, with the exception of like Lemieux and D'Angelo, former uh, Rangers, former Rangers are really easy to root for. You know, like it's really easy to root for. You know, Slavin and and Natchez and Pesci and, and Shea and Brett Burns and you know Jordan Stahl. It's easy to root for these guys. They'll always be just a fucking clown franchise, just a poverty franchise to me. And they don't, you know, no amount of wins or almost fucking finals appearances are going to change that. They're, you know, I mean, it's not even that. They're just boring. Yeah. It's boring hockey. hockey. And, you know, Rod Zabad is a great guy. Love him. Uh, Great career. He's got them. He's like, it's like a high school hockey team playing above their weight class and they're just yeah. winning on fundamentals. Yeah. 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 He's running the veer. Yeah. He's running the veer offense is what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, maybe he hasn't lost the room, but I think you're right. in that like the, the, the secrets out, like everyone's got the memo, keep their two hot, like t- high end talented players out of the middle and let your goalie see it coming from the outside. Let him see the 50 shots that are going to come from the outside. Yeah. And you're going to win the game. Dave, Dave, what was that stat you had before the before we started recording? Oh, they they in their uh six games a season, they gave up 30 goals. That's fucking insane. That's five yeah. goals a game, dude. I, so I, actually, I'm gonna I have the standings up and they have the goals against there is the only team that comes close. The only team that sniffs it is Tampa Bay with 24 goals. Wow. Which and that's because Vasilevsky is injured. Vasilevsky right. is not playing. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of a goalie, uh, Carolina's got a huge question mark in that. Auntie mm-hmm. Ranta, Auntie Ranta had a little bit of a run as like a 1B after he left the Rangers. Yeah. But he's getting older and he's not as sharp. You know, it's 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 funny when you watch old backups you know old rangers backups and um i think the only one that'll be an anomaly is georgiev well but we'll have to see is the 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 more distance that gets put between that goalie and benoit lair the more the you know the more exposed they become for who they really are yeah absolutely we saw it with talbot we're seeing it with Ranta, and I love Auntie Ranta. I think we, you know, maybe we'll see it with Georgiev in a couple of years. But yeah, Ranta's not the answer. You know, Freddie Anderson is certainly not the answer. He had a, a hell of a season two seasons ago, mm. three seasons ago, and that was it. Right, it was just but a this, Cinderella story. But he got he got injured and stuff like that. So you know, there's got to be some some uh, some emphasis on that. Like it, it, there has to be some long-term issue i'm thinking at least because he was a very serviceable goalie 
he he was maybe he was punching up above his weight class like the entirety of the the Carolina team but I don't you know I don't know uh we'll see I'm I'm actually really to speak again on Tampa I'm hoping Vasilevsky's out for an extended period of time not because because Carlo want... has them as him on his fantasy team. Nice. No, I, fi- I finessed him on the fantasy <laughs> team. <laughs> well, not not because of that or anything, but I hope um him not being in the lineup will put Tampa Bay in a deeper hole in an already tight, looking tighter uh, as the the games go by in the Atlantic Division. You know, with the emergence of Detroit, Boston being there, uh, and the emergence of Ottawa, Toronto, maybe I don't know, finding their their stride or i mean they're always yeah. good in the regular season yeah. but i'm not worried about toronto at all to no. be honest. Yeah. especially yeah. in the postseason you know, real quick credit to the boston bruins having a real next man up mentality i mean yeah. again we, we all thought they were done and here they are four and oh you know but we'll see how long it lasts back to carolina i just think you know i got to watch firsthand that either their uh their fucking power plays and shambles Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason it's actually funny to watch. The reason it's in shambles is because Rod the Bod, you know, best coach in the league, um, <laughs> wants to wants to put Tony D'Angelo on the top unit, but doesn't want to tell Brent Burns that he's not on the top unit anymore. So now you've got <laughs> D'Angelo and Burns both on that top unit, and Tony's running the point, and D- and and fucking Burns is in the bumper. Like, he's sliding in and out of the bumper. It's like, you know what it reminds me of? When we put Kane on the top unit with Panarin. It's a shame because, you know, Brent Burns has earned his spot on a roster, you know, but love him or hate him, D'Angelo is a better quarterback for the power play. Yes. Like you have to kind of say goodnight to Brent Burns. He's got to kind of just own the new role that his career has given him. He's he's fortunate that he's had such a long career and that he could play PP two minutes. He's earned the rest, you know, um, let D'Angelo help the team, you know, cause I would love to yeah. see a fourth forward out there helping. No, you know what? Score. No. I would love to see exactly. Let's put Brandon Lemieux on that fucking top unit. Mm-hmm. Let's get him on there. Just let's throw get, him in front of the net. Lemieux will let's, call. Let's uh, let's let's get Lemieux, D'Angelo, Burn. Like let's get the word. Let's get y- Jesper Foss on that top unit. Wait, are you going the other? You say you want yeah. to make him bad. I'm trying to help him out here. We're trying to solve this no, problem. Fuck, no. <laughs> f- f- it, fuck Carolina. Fuck Carolina. Yeah. Well, they're not even fun. not even not even because they're a division rival. And look, I don't want to sound like a fucking original six elitist, but I am what I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> As he's right. dripping in Kraken gear. Yeah, this, guy is, this guy is an expansion out. I am swagged out in Kraken gear right now. Um, I don't want to sound like an original six elitist or like a like hockey, but like, like one of those fucking people who's like, oh, hockey belongs north of the Mason Dixon line. But fuck, that's your line. That's your line. Yeah. But (laughs) hockey belongs north. Like, fuck you, Carolina. You don't belong here. There are surprises. I think it's still very early on. I do. I did want to spend some time thinking about like, hey, there, there are some teams out here we might have to think twice about. And some teams we could probably stop thinking about like Carolina. And you, the know who one of the te- uh, you know who uh, one of the teams that we that you should people should be thinking twice about is, and this is going to come to a shock for a lot of Ranger fans, the Rangers. Yes, yes, sir. I agree. 
That's so. Let's get it. So let's get into it. We had three uh, games. We had three games this past week. Arizona. That game was pretty tough. fucking good. I it was thought a good so. game. It was a tough win. You know, but Arizona's punching above their weight class right now. Yes. Arizona's playing tough hockey. They're playing really tough hockey. What I what I liked about the that game, right? Yeah, and the the Rangers played down to Arizona. And Arizona absolutely played up. What I liked about it is that they figured out how to win in a spot where they probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Right. Like, which is what you have to figure that out, that out eventually. And the Rangers typically do that in January. Mm. So it's nice yeah. to see it in October. It's also the start of the refs fucking us over constantly. <laughs> oh, season. Yeah? Yeah, I yeah. think, I think there's, I think the fix is in. I'm going to plant that seed now. <laughs> Maybe it'll maybe it'll sprout. Wait, was it was it the Arizona game that the ref set the pick on Panarin? Or yes. was that the next one? Yeah. No, that okay. was the Arizona game. Okay. So you had the pick on Panarin, then uh a ticky tack call, and then when Lindgren he deserves a penalty for it, was upset about the ticky tack call. Now you have a five on three after you broke up a, a scoring opportunity, a potential scoring opportunity. Right. And the refs owed us a call. And they didn't even get, they never made that call up to us. <laughs> well, I think it, 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 it shows the, the resolve though, under this, le- uh, under this, uh, this leadership of the, of the, of the coaches and stuff like that, that, and, and the, like we said, we, we always bring it back to the, the in-game adjustments and figuring out a team, but the coyotes, honestly, I think they're going to be a lot better than we thought originally mm-hmm. with, when, uh, before the season started the, yes, they are punching above their weight class, but I think there is a young core there, you know, maybe not with all the skill up and down the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Dave. there, there's that fight. There's, there's that door. Everybody's got a dog in them. It seems like there's and, talent. Uh, there's talent on that. Roster. They're going to be fucking scary in two or three seasons. Well, here's, here's the issue that here's the, what I'm afraid of. Are they, are they going to be scary or will Arizona just continue to be a bank account for dead money, you know, and, all this talent will just will just lie wasting until they get until they're fucking UFAs and they'll go somewhere else. I mean, like in, in the most optimistic of viewpoints, I like to say that Arizona's trying to do things the right way. They'll be scary if they do so. If they are in fact just a clearinghouse for talent, then you know what? Well, whoever picks up Keeler is going to have a, a freaking pay. They, they're going to they're going to do well on that deal. But less about Arizona. What I again back to like the Rangers' resolve, uh, you know, as Dave put it, there was a big scrum at the end of the game, and everyone's like, "What's going on?" Well, someone went after Lindgren, who's hurt, and they were like, you know, all game they're kind of like protecting him. Shesterkin gets up and starts protecting Lindgren, knowing that he's hurt. Love that. Which is fucking. That's awesome. And then Zabenajad's mixing it up with everyone too. Like it, the team has. They've they've become more of a force collectively. I feel it's yeah, not like we're, they're not letting someone else deal with it. They're a team. They're kind of like got each other's backs. It's not yeah. they're not waiting for Reeves to come in to punch somebody. They're all taking accountability. Accountability. Yeah. The thing that was the most frustrating about that post game uh, little scrum was I feel like if it was during the game, they like the refs wouldn't have jumped in as fast. And Dumbo wanted that smoke, and I wanted oh, yes. fucking I wanted Truba to give him that smoke <laughs> so bad. When 
when the Rangers in Arizona mark your calendars, Truba is going to punch Dumbas face in. Oh, he's going to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, this is going to be a thread, I think, throughout this whole episode. Trocek had a hell of a fucking game in Arizona. He's probably one of the most noticeable Rangers that game. Trocek has been a force since the puck dropped in Buffalo. Yep. Yeah. And he's Trocheck. not always he's not always getting on the score sheet either. But no. there's a there's all the little things away from the puck that he's doing that's mm-hmm. creating offense or creating plays uh, to to be uh, to happen, you know, in the offensive zone. Yeah. You know, and, and it paid off. He had a huge power play goal, probably the most deserved goal since that mm-hmm. first Lafreniere goal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll tell you what. You know, we we've heard the word under the last two coaches. We heard the word meritocracy thrown around a lot between mm-hmm. Quinn and Gallant. We live in a for real meritocracy now. And Trocek is always Trocek's on the ice in every key situation. Trocek is always on the ice. Uh, because Trocek is even though he's not getting on the scoreboard, you know, he's not showing up on the score sheet. He's always where he's supposed to be. He's always doing the right things, the little things, helping the team win. Yeah. And you know, he hasn't even when we're even when the team's having a bad game and they've had a couple of clunkers so far. If you pay close attention, the only like one of the only bright spots is Trocheck, even on the bad nights. Let's get into a clunker here against Nashville. Ugh, what by a the way, disgrace. by the way, called it. I fucking called it. You I did. Called you it. did. I thought they were gonna run right through all three teams. Yeah. Well, I wish they did. I hate being right all the time. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, a really bad game. I don't have a uh, ton to say other than it was away. a really bad game. Yeah, you got to throw it away. Such every uh, up and down. I mean, Igor sucked. The defense sucked. The offense sucked. Every special team sucked. Everything just sucked. The passes weren't clean. They were bouncing all over the place. They were getting, you know, they were getting out hit by a team that shouldn't be out hitting them. Uh, it was just a bad game. Yeah, and it they... fucking ruined what would have been a perfect hockey weekend for me, which I'll talk <laughs> a little more about. They, they, they definitely got a little uh, manhandled a little by the Predators. Um, there wasn't much much fight, it looked like, until at least the third period. Um, oh, I should say after Quick came in. Quick looked Quick looked really good. He didn't look like preseason Quick. And uh, that carried over definitely into the, the, the following game against the Kraken. That that's yeah, actually, I have two positive notes. One, the first one being quick actually looked really good. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he looked good. The second positive note I had is that Sam sounds good. Sam's on top of things so far this season, bro. Yeah. I don't know if he's got like a new medication or something like that, but like he's coherent. Like Micheletti not- sounds off. Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> Sam, yeah, Sam hasn't had his first stroke yet. May, may, maybe if he he you know he had some like some witch do some like some sort of some sort of voodoo or something on Micheletti. So he's, dark magic. So he's slowly draining Micheletti's uh, coherentness. Uh, but it hey, it, it, he sounds it's 18 great. years, 18 years. It's a long time to be draining someone's he's just uh, slowly, <laughs> he's just slowly feeding on Micheletti's life force. Yeah, Micheletti's <laughs> hair is going like yeah. you can see it. It's funny. So, they actually, they talked during the Arizona game, they talked about their they've been together for 18 years, and Sam made a joke like, Oh, I had three partners, Esposito, I got rid of him quick, and then I had <laughs> yeah. then uh, Davidson, and that was a great partnership and now you joe for 18 years it's been great and i'm thinking like what did he i want to look into what happened to esposito after that yeah. that that career like did sam get rid of him quick i don't know yeah mm. 
Did he? What, what did Esposito look like right after? Was he like all old and shriveled? He looked. He looked like uh, the like the, like the he mermaids. Got... He looked like the mermaids from the Little Mermaid who offered their yeah. soul to. I, 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 I think it's like that like... fucking that scene in the beginning of Hocus Pocus with fucking what's her name like what Emily Banks. And she's like a little girl, but then she gets the life force sucked out of her, and now she's like an old lady in the chair. I, Sam Rosen's just a Sanderson sister. I, I think just, it's I think it's more akin to um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when uh, he they, he 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 gave him the wrong chalice to drink from, and it just kind of just <laughs> like aged him like thousand years you know ahead of time. It's Samuel Rosenberg's curse. I'm telling you, he is a warlock, and. He has to be stopped for the Rangers to win a cup. This is the that this is where they got the idea for the movie Thinner was actually Sam <laughs> Sam Rosen. Um, All right, so let, let, let's let's blow past the Predators game. Let's get yeah, that was just a shit game. Such a fucking <laughs> and you know what? Game. There's gonna be a hundred of not a hundred, but there's gonna be yeah. about there's gonna be a five I mean, or six of those. There's gonna be five or six more of those. But it's the responses. The response was great, and that's what's important. Yep. Yes. Uh, again, like that ruined what would have been a perfect fucking hockey weekend for me. Uh, as you both know, I was in Seattle for the Kraken game. Uh, the the, the Ranger game. game. The Ranger. The Ranger game. game. The Rangers Kraken game. As he yeah. just dripped uh, out. This I'm guy. You, I want to paint the picture. I would. I want to paint the picture. This guy, forty years old, basically. That's in right. the flattest brimmed, swagged out. Cracking cap, still got the sticker on the cap. It's still got Bing the sticker. Bong. He's got the Letterman sweatshirt. Looks like it came right off the rack. This guy is crispy to use our parlance. This guy is drippy <laughs> to use the modern parlance. This guy looks like he sells coke in Seattle. Did did it come <laughs> with the junior the junior class ring with that sweatshirt? Bro, have a pairing. Bro, if this doesn't, if this outfit doesn't scream Albanian mafia, then I'm not sure what does. But yeah, Brendan, it's a great look. Thank it you. I, I do, so, I do like it. It's it's, it's actually a very nice. It's a very nice hat and a nice sweatshirt. They've got it some is, really nice, nice gear. It is. Uh, for those of you who have never been to Climate Pledge Arena up in Seattle, I recommend going. It's so much fucking fun. But anyway, let me if if you if gentlemen, if you don't mind, I'm gonna dive into what could have been a perfect hockey week. Wait, at the Rangers can, can I just me. say it's like are are they so is their climate pledge so hard that they had to cut the lights for the game? Yes, absolutely. So worried to, about being Dude, green. That's that's not that bro. All jokes aside, uh, there was some sort of like real mechanical issue. And they were they were gonna they were gonna postpone the game, and I was gonna be fucking furious. And Quick and Grubauer agreed to play through it, switching sides every ten minutes. So yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. It was working in warmups. That light was working in warmups, and then out of nowhere, like during their like opening ceremonies, when the lights came back on, a quarter of the building was just dark. Some oh, bush league shit. Was it yeah. really? Was it just that corner of the rink, or was it the whole stadium? It was just that corner of the rink. Weird. Yeah, it was super weird. It was super right. weird. So, Brendan, but I want to anyway, hear about your your weekend here. So, uh, we had gotten tickets for Rangers Kraken months ago, and we were driving up on Thursday afternoon. Sandra and I were trying to like map out the weekend, like what we were going to do. We had reservations for dinner on Friday night for Sandra's birthday, which is tomorrow. So we're like, oh, what should we do tonight? And then Sandra's like, oh, see what games are on tonight. Maybe we'll just like fucking have a low key night in the Airbnb and watch some hockey. Well, I was like, I know the Rangers are, are on at four. Let me see who the late game is. 
So I pop on the app on the NHL app and I was like, oh fuck, Carolina is in Seattle tonight. So I went on an app that will not be mentioned until they want to pay us sponsorship money. And I was able to get two tickets to Kraken Canes in a fucking suite for $80 a ticket. Wow. That's awesome. Money. It was awesome. And it was like, they have like, you know, like this, like the MSG has the bar seats. Mm -hmm. They have those right above the lower level. So I was able to get those seats in the lower level in a suite for Kraken Canes. And I don't know if you guys watched any of that game, but it was fucking awesome. They blew the doors off the fucking Hurricanes. If the Rangers could have just won, then we would have had a fucking Ranger victory at home. The Canes get their asses kicked by Carolina. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm in the stadium watching that game, and I'm like, I'm cheering for the Kraken, right? But in the back of my mind, I'm like, fuck. The whole, like, this whole week, all I was, like, I was paying attention to the Kraken, and I'm like, oh, they can't get it going on offense. This is great for us. They can't get it going on (laughs) offense. And then I'm like, but then I'm like, oh, fuck, Carolina's going to blow them out. This is what, like this is the most dangerous thing that could happen. The Kraken haven't been able to get it going yet. They're going to get blown out by the Hurricanes. Not you know two points for Carolina, and they're going to have a response game two nights later and beat the brakes off the Rangers. That's how it, that that's when they're going to find their offense again. So then I go to the game. And the fucking Kraken put up seven. They put up a touchdown. And I'm like, great. They find their offense right before the fucking Ranger game. But they lost it again. Well, you know what? We played very good defense. Our defense was immaculate in Seattle. We went in there. They can't. We were the Ranger fans took over the building. Really? We were. Yeah. Well, they, they, it's the only time I've ever been in that arena and a team has been able to like truly shut them up. Wow. Nice. You know, because they're they're still they're still too new to be like sad pieces of shit like the rest of us. You know, like, <laughs> uh, like for the most part, they're just like happy to be there. Like yeah, yeah. it's you know it's just it's an event. It's a night out. You know what I mean? Uh, it's very new for them. They're only in their third season, so they're not like they don't boo when a team is when their team is losing shit like that. The arena remained very quiet. Ranger fans were super loud. There was let's go Ranger chants in the building and yeah and we like it just everything just clicked for us seeing it in person like seeing this is the first time i've been to a ranger game in a long time mm. uh it's the first time i've seen mika live it's the first time i've seen panarin live uh seeing panarin in person is special yeah it is special uh seeing phil heedle in person is special he's got he has got a motor uh, loved the way the kids played. Lafreniere had a game. He Lafreniere fucking- is sneakily the best Ranger we have right now. He had a fucking game. And then watching Kako play his puck possession game in person was super fucking impressive. Like, the camera doesn't do it justice. Just so many little things, like Keandre Miller's stride and how fast he gets up and down the ice. The camera doesn't do it justice. Just Kreider's speed. Camera doesn't do it justice, and though another thing that the camera doesn't do it justice is how fucking slow Blake Wheeler is. <laughs> yes, oh, God. Blake, not not only is he slow, but he's always like hunched over. Like, yes. Blake Wheeler looks like he's on his way to the chiropractor <laughs> all, 
all like, the fucking time. I, I don't. I, I really don't know. It, it, it's mind-boggling how long he's going to be kept in the lineup like this. I'd, I'd rather have like Pitlick's hurt, right? He's he's on. He's day to day or whatever. But like, I don't know. I. I you're 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 putting he, the range. He's there the and he's there until Othman can come up. He's a placeholder. He's a placeholder for Othman. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually, to, just to go back to the Arizona game, not the game, but like that was their home opener. They had the pregame ceremonies and you know, it was a kind of a special moment because it's the first season where like my, my girls are actually like invested and they are watching the players coming out and they're like, oh, what's his name? What's his name? And I'm giving them the nicknames. I'm giving them their actual names. And Blake Wheeler comes out and the garden was fucking dead silent nobody said a word when blake wheeler came it's as if they announced 9-11 happening in madison square garden blake wheeler came out to dead silence wow pitlick had claps and cheers no everyone sees how bad wheeler is everyone sees it we're all on the same page folks you can talk publicly about it blake wheeler is a detriment to what would be one of the best teams in the NHL. Yeah, th- Get rid was, of them. There was, there was a, like a particular, there's like, you know, to point out one particular play, there was, God, I think it was in the second or third period uh, of against the Kraken. And Puck squirted off of a Kraken player to his stick. And it looked like, he looked like one of those kids that really wants to play hockey, but does not have the dexterity or the hand-eye coordination to do so. And he immediately coughed it up. Like he looked like he was trying to stick handle, and then it was just off his stick. It was, it, it made me sad. Like, not even like, oh fuck this guy, he sucks. It's like sad. It's like this, this person. It's just not there anymore. He it's just doesn't know how to play time. hockey anymore. Yeah. He doesn't know how to play hockey. He he doesn't yeah. have it. He doesn't have that drive. And what's what's crazy is like what sucks is like when it does happen, like Cooley Trocheck Osman would be such a filthy fucking third line. Oh my line. god. It would be such a filthy third line. Uh, fucking Cooley, Cooley is a Cooley's massive. Um, like, Cooley is a person. He's yeah. a big dude. A big I, I, like J- Jacob Trub is a big guy. He is a yeah. big fucking guy. But yeah, you know, it was a great game to be at. Ton of Ranger fans there. I had a group of Ranger fans sitting right in front of me uh, that were from like the Westchester area. I was fucking. I was like, oh, you know, you should follow this fucking podcast. Oh, nice! <laughs> Every time a fucking Ranger fan would like come to talk to me, I'd be like, yeah, fucking RangerThingsPodcast.com. Shout I, out! Shout out to all you guys. Yeah, this this episode's for you. So oh, I'm tagging. Nice I'm, I'm I'll be tagging you on on the fucking Twitter on <laughs> X. I'll be xing you on X uh, when this when this gets fucking released. But yeah, you know, um, I think I've said this before. I'll say it again. I can't say it enough. Like hats off to the Seattle Kraken. Like they are like even in like even in defeat, their fans were very fucking gracious. Like they're still just having a good time. If there are any Seattle Kraken fans listening to this, I am a I am a Kraken fan 80 games a year. Uh, I I love it up there. There there's such a like watching them beat up on Carolina was so amazing because they're such an easy team to root for. Yeah. You know they've got so many really likable players like Yanni Gord or Alexiak or uh, Brendan Tanev. Great environment. If you haven't been there, it's it's put it on the bucket list. It's a stadium you need to go see a game at. So much fucking fun. 
so much fun. We had such a fucking blast. And like, as a, you know, as an opposing fan, like that's a really different experience, you know? And everybody was just so fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people were giving me shit, you know, but, uh, but not in like a, not in like a, I'm going to beat you up in the parking lot kind of way, but in like, just like, well, we're all here having fun. Yeah. You know, that kind of way. That's good. So. Can, can we can we really talk to the fact of how Jonathan Quick looked against the Kraken? Dude, he looked so good. Phenomenal. Dude. He looked so, so good. Let, can we just say that when he led the team out in warm-ups, I was there. I was with the with all the Ranger fans in warm-ups, and there was like a sigh and a oh fuck as he came out onto the ice first. Oh no. And everybody was like, fuck, we're looking, everybody's looking at each other like he's really gonna be fucked. Like we like we came all this way, we paid this money to see Jonathan, you know, to see fucking the Rangers, and it's gonna be quick and net. Dude. And then he let up that first goal, which was a bit of a softy. Yeah, and then was. at one point, at when they when they switched sides the first time, to in his defense, he was on the dark side when he left when he let that goal in. There was one shot that came at him high right right after. They switched sides and like it hit him in the upper chest. And it's like, he didn't even see it coming. And he was just dazzled. Like he was just dazed by it. And we're all like the Ranger fans in my section are looking at each other. Like, did he even see that? And we're all like, fucking, can we just pull him? Can we just pull him? And then something happened where this guy went into fucking like God mode. Bro, his glove. Oh, beautiful. That save. That save early in the second period. Yeah. Sam, oh my god. He, he just he he laid he spread out and then just kind of like poked his glove up a little bit just that, to say fuck you. That was sick. That's that was that's sick. that save had Kraken fans out of their seats. Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet that was, was five bell save right there. He looks nuts. he looks super limber. He, he you know shades of Hashik a little bit like him mm-hmm. getting uh shades of know, quick. Yeah, po- yeah, Shade, well, yeah, yeah. Shades of quick. Post, yeah. Shades of the best American goaltender. <laughs> post the post action that you know his, his movement was was fluid. It was he was he was on. He was really on that yeah. game. It was really nice to see that. He looked he looked great. He looked like vintage quick. Uh, yeah, and he just you know you could see every time he would make a stop, you could see the life just falling out of the fucking Kraken bench little by little, the life falling out of the stands, you know, as the time kept ticking and he just kept making ridiculous. The Kraken didn't play a bad game. They They really didn't. They looked solid. They just, they were met by a a defensive Mm -hmm. juggernaut. Like the Rangers were so good defensively all game. Yeah. And then backstopped by Quick, who's just out of his mind. Yep. Best game he's played in two seasons. What I really loved, like this was a full 60-minute effort. Uh, You know, I'm going to say this was a 56, this was a 53-minute effort. The first seven minutes were weird. I think they were weird. I think it had a lot to do with the stoppage and play and everybody having to sit around, and it took them a little while to get going again. So the first, let's say, 10 minutes were an anomaly in this game. But from the 10-minute mark of the first on, they – Played perfectly. And the second they went up by a goal, the second uh, was it Kako that scored that second goal. The second he scored that goal, they went back into the 1-3-1. They started running the trap again. They completely handcuffed the fucking Kraken. There was nothing they could do. And Grubauer didn't have a bad game. I know he let up four goals, but I watched this guy. Like, his positioning was great. He made some really amazing saves. Like, Grubauer is the only reason why this wasn't like an eight or nine goal game for the Rangers. I mean, look at those four goals we scored. 
They were ridiculous. They were ridiculous. Like you, there was no you know? chance. The most ridiculous of them all was the Panarin goal, where he fucking caught it, dropped it. Yes. Bang. That was nuts. That was fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, just complete. I mean, I could like I couldn't have picked a better fucking game to go to. It was so much fun. Um, and I I broke a couple of personal records last oh? night. What's that? Yeah. Uh, for one, I was a little bit nervous because it's I've never I've I've been to about nine cracking games. Whoa. I I have not seen them lose. Every time oh, I'm in shit. the every time I'm in the building, they win. So that was the first thing I was a little bit worried about. The second thing I was a little bit worried about is an, is an insane statistic, uh, and I was afraid to even say it out loud until there was under a minute left in the game last night. You just whispered it to Sandra. <laughs> the last time I was in the building for a Rangers win, Mark Messier was the captain. Wow. What? You are not allowed to go to – you're lucky. Yeah. What? Don't the, go to Rangers the, games anymore. The what twin, the fuck, dude? The, what are you the doing? Twi- the twin towers were still standing the last time I watched the, the Rangers win in person. Blake Wheeler had not yet skated out. Of the ice. No, he hadn't. He hadn't. Blake Wheeler was probably in high school. Yeah, dude, that – because I was in high school. Well, you know what? I'll say this. Well, you're like not junior. allowed to go to MSG anymore. If you go to New York, do not go to a Rangers game. You're not allowed. You can go to UBS Arena or the, yeah. or the Rock. Yeah. It's funny. I like. I never went to MSG. I would always go. I would always go out to the because MSG is always so expensive. So I'd always either go to the Rock or to the Mausoleum. I've only been to like, I think I've only been to like three or four games at MSG in my life. Oh wow! But I've been to tons of Ranger games in the Mausoleum and tons of Ranger games in in the Rock. Yeah, I don't know. I, I had a pretty good Rangers record. I'll say this: I, I will get with this is a bit of a transition. I'll tell you a team I don't have a good record for: the Cleveland <laughs> Monsters. Oh, <laughs> I, went, I went to their home opener; they got blown out five nothing. I have not seen the Cleveland Monsters win ever. Really. Really, they're that bad, but similar, they're bad, but similar to your experience, Brendan. Like, you know, and you know, really, just it's more a spirit of like seeing games that are not Rangers games, right? Not even NHL games. Like, you go to the Winter Hawks games, I went, went with you, that was a great game when we were out there. I'm not gonna as- assume that every listener is in New York, I'm not gonna assume that every listener has only gone to Rangers games at MSG, but if that is the case. And you have the chance to watch hockey anywhere other than MSG, Rangers or not, AHL, NHL, Beer League, go watch hockey games. I, let me tell you something. Yeah. I went to in Cleveland, which is surprisingly a tier two city in this country. I went to a hockey game on a Friday night. I paid $40. I was eight rows behind the home, the, the visitors' bench. And it was one, two, three night. It was one dollar sodas, two dollar hot dogs, and three dollar beers. I walked in and out of there, eighty dollars, all in, eighty dollars. I had to, I had a great night, and I got to watch hockey. Go watch hockey in person, please, everyone, always, as every chance you get. I'm just that's all. That's my PSA. It's a good time to announce I'm back on a beer league uh, starting Saturday night. Are you? Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, 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 you're just making fun of me. Yeah, everyone, hey, if you want to check out some shitty hockey, come you out. Come to, out. 
to come out to the night. Mayfield foot rink. I'm playing ball hockey with a bunch of other 45 year old men. Come out to Inman <laughs> hockey in Jersey. Inman, I mean, that's, I mean, it is pretty bad hockey. That the A division's, <laughs> the, even the A division's pretty bad, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I want to put a bow on this Rangers week, right? I think we found a way to win in Arizona. We had a stinker. And we had a pretty dominant experience. This is, we've experienced a full season in one week. And, you know, in the spirit of, like, looking at the standings, in the spirit of, like, kind of, like, glancing around the league, how confident – I'm going to go around the horn here because I don't have a game prepared. Uh, I, I want to go, go around the horn and ask how confident you are. Super early hot take about the Rangers season. Do you like where they're at? Do you not like where they're at? What are you thinking? Dave, I'm going to start with you. Well, well, I obviously think, yeah, it's it's very early. I think we do see a work in progress for sure. But I think they are trending in the right direction. I think they're going to have a better year than last year. To be honest, I think they're, they're going to be, you know, once. Well, what did I predict? They're going to be take the uh, the Metro at the one spot. I think two at the, at the lowest. I don't think they're going to go lower than that. And, yeah, I think this is just a taste of things to come. And we really just got to wait for you know, everybody to be fully comfortable with with the coaching staff and the system and, and in-game adjustments. But we can see that cohesion already working. We can see everybody's pulling in one direction. They're, everybody's has a fight in them and they're showing it on the ice. So yeah, it, it, invariably there will always be stinkers. That's just, that's just the, you know, sports in general. There's, there's always going to be a bad game. People are going to be off. People are going to be sick, whatever it is. But I think they are, I, I'm. I have a very positive outlook for the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Brendan, I, I'm gonna go to you. I'm gonna ask you just stretch it a little bit. All right, give me at least 45 seconds to go to the bathroom. All right, but I know you can do it. I know you can do it. All right, Brendan, where, how do you feel about the Rangers? So here, here's how I feel. Honestly, you know, Dave, I agree with a lot of what you said. To to dive a little bit deeper, so Carlo has enough time to get back from the bathroom. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, like you said, they're a team adjusting to a new system. And I think that's important for people to keep in mind when things, you know, obviously a game like the Predators game is inexcusable, right? That has, you know, that was not system related. That is, they just all in all, they played a bad game. Definitely and a like, personnel like, game. Yeah. Personnel like we game. said earlier, those are going to happen. You know, it's a long season and there's going to be a lot of those. You know, every team is going to have five to 10 of those over the course of their season. What I'm, what I, what I'm seeing that's really positive. That's giving me a lot of hope is that when, when they get it, when it clicks, they're great. Like they're showing flashes of greatness when they, when they're, in situations where like the system is clicking and things are firing. Right. I, the, the thing I don't understand is why does it seem like they understand the system on Tuesday night, but not on Thursday night, you know, um, and, you know, what's the, why is there a learning curve there still? You know, if, if you understood it in Seattle and things were firing on all cylinders in Seattle, why didn't you under, why didn't you understand it two nights later in Calgary? Right. You, know, you know what I mean? Is that inconsistency just because it's new? You know, and it's and again, you know, hockey, unlike football, unlike running a football playbook, 
hockey, there's way more variables. You it's, know, it's too fluid. You can't, it's you can't too, like it, lock down, a, you know, a system. It's like it's a playbook. too fluid. And I think that you have to, you need a good 15 to 20 games f- to be introduced to enough variables by the opposition right. for the coach to build on your learning. You know, when, when X happens, this is how we respond. You know, when Y happens, this is how we respond. And you need a good 15 to 20 games of that before you've seen enough for you to be able to roll and fire off on all cylinders. Why I think this is going to be a great season for the Rangers is because in the first five games, we have seen flashes of true greatness, like world beaters. And it's not like last year where they looked like world beaters every once in a while, but you knew it was going to go away because that was all, you know, that was all hinged on personal performance. That was all hinged on is, you know, is it Mika March? Is Kreider on a heater? Is Panarin on a heater? And I think it's, it's also important to note. I think Laviolette is a smart enough coach and a, and a more capable coach where he's putting players in positions for success. Yeah. You know, it, it's not just like, uh, you know, changing lines for the sake of it because things aren't working. No, he's, he's putting people, uh, the personnel in positions to succeed. Yeah. Not only yep. to succeed, but to learn. Yes. And like, like, yeah, you're going to fuck up four or five times on this during this game, but by the second or third period, you're, it's going to click and you're going to succeed in that spot. You're going to learn from it. And, you know, I know a lot of, uh, I know a lot of Gallant lovers who say, you know, say, well, you know, Gallant was a player's coach and the players really loved him and he did the things that the players wanted them to do. And, you know, Laviolette's not going to do that. That's bullshit. Laviolette is a player's coach. Absolutely. All the same as every other, every other tenured coach in this league. Last night, the Rangers were up by three goals with four minutes left and Laviolette was double shifting Panarin. So Panarin could get his fucking hat trick. We were pro Laviolette from the outset as our first recorded episode, how much we liked it. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, we were right. Like this guy, any hesitation about Laviolette being the coach of this team right now is completely insane to me at this point. Like looking back, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. He's done such a bang up job. Like just with the accountability, even in camp. This guy's done such a good job. I, I'll give my take on this on the Rangers thus far. I think, Brendan, to your point, they they've looked great. I'll I'll take the other side of that argument. I think even in their stinkers, which were Nashville and uh, Columbus. Columbus. I mean, in the Columbus game, I stand by it. They they didn't look terrible, and in Nashville, they looked pretty bad. But nothing. It wasn't bad play that worried me. It was bad play that was just like, ah, oh, it's a trap game. Uh, they're not, it, their heads are not in it. You see that they could execute and they just chose not to. So it's it's more about, to your point, Brendan, it's building the habits. Like you do need the 15, 20 games. You have to build the habits of winning. And you see they have those building blocks there. They're, they can win really well. They When they lose, they lose pretty well as well but it's well they lose spectacularly i should say but the building blocks are there They're, you see them learning you see them growing and you know i you know do i see a 150 point season obviously not um but this is you know I, i'll definitely stand by my top of the metro prediction here like they look good and 
I, I'm pretty confident that they, they're going to do pretty well this season. So I want to make a quick correction to a statement I made earlier. Mark Messier was not the captain of the team the Brian last Leach. time I watched. Uh, probably the last time I watched the Rangers win on guard uh, uh, in person was the home opener against the Montreal Canadiens on October 11th, 2000. Wow. wow. Okay. Shit. Jesus Christ. Yep. Dude. Stay well, out of the garden. Yeah, just step <laughs> out of there. Just don't go. I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, so <laughs> I, rem- I remember it was the if, – if I remember, because this is a long time ago, if I remember correctly, it was the captain is back game. It was because it was right after he had spent three years with Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Well, in the spirit of corrections, I have a correction. I erroneously called Jonathan Quick the best American goalie earlier. It's been Ryan eating Miller. away at me. No, Mike Richter. Oh, that's oh, the, quick yeah. is up there, but it's a Rangers podcast, Dave. But <laughs> but quick is up there. Quick is up there. You know, he's like he's like number two on the li- on like the stats list. But yeah, um, yeah. All right. Um, I think I think we've covered it all. The, unless you guys have any parting words of wisdom. Uh, Fucking I'll... shout out to all the awesome Ranger fans I met last night. Uh, if you're listening, hopefully you're listening. Fucking, I had such a great time partying with you guys. It, let's fucking go. Five stars. And yeah, five stars. Uh, also, shout out to all the fucking awesome Kraken fans I met over the weekend. Y'all were awesome hosts. Uh, we had a great time. Awesome. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Remember, visit our website, rangerthingspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerThings23. When I rewrite this, you'll have all the other socials on that probably. Uh, or send us an email, contact at RangerThingsPodcast.com. For Dave Pacheco. Good night, and I salute you, fellow Ranger fans. Brendan Lyons. Let's fucking go, Rangers. I'm Carlo Montagnino. See you all next week. Well,